So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. You want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into? Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is my day. That's right. It's Jeff Day because I'm Jeff and I was born on my mom's birthday. My name is Dan and I can lift 15 gallons of water. (laughs) My name is Jimmy and my favorite USB type is C. These were all good. Jeff, you got to tell us about the cool tradition that you had with your mom pre-COVID for your birthday. Yeah, so there was a tradition that was very short-lived, but there was there's a wing place, a chicken wing place in Danbury, Connecticut called TK's, and they have amazing wings. I love them. Big country, baby. Represent. That's my favorite sauce there. And on your birthday, they would give you as many wings as you are years old for free. So... Me and my mom have the same birthday. Uh, she's older than me. Are both of you burping into the mic now? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. It was an accident. It was it came in stereo. Out. Yeah, so um, <laughs> she's 32 years older than me. So on my 30th birthday, we went there and we were able to get 62 wings. I don't think that we got all of those. <laughs> but yeah, we did that for a few years and they were like, okay. <laughs> and we would just like get a drink and pay like $10. I would tip accordingly, like right. according to what it would cost because not a bojo. But yeah, it was it was fun. We did that a few times. They don't do that anymore. No, they changed it to 10 free because mm-hmm. Jeff and Jeff's mom. I know. Yeah. It's all your fault. The last time we went there, they changed it. To, yeah. Which is fine because like. Still very good way. She's not, she's not like, going to eat that. And now yeah. she's, I'm, I'm turning 36. So she's going to yeah. be 68, 69. Oh, cool. Nice. Nice. She's doing some kind of religious fast. I invite her over for dinner the other day. I was like, Ma, come over. We're having tacos. She's like, all right. She comes over. She has a can of sardines. Uh, It was something else weird. She's like, I'm only eating vegetables. Then she eats sardines. And then she has some (laughs) chicken. And I was like, vegetables of the ocean. I was like, you're not Catholic anymore. That's not a, it's me. Yeah. Plus she's an older woman. Yes. And she's she's got some medical issues. She probably shouldn't be doing that. Even the Catholics. It clears your mind and your spirit. Even the Catholics make allowances for like Lent. Oh my God. Uh, the, the course they, they're going to start they mowing do this the every lawn. every time we record they start mowing the lawn over yeah. here um, <laughs> happy birthday to me happy birthday Jeff so yeah. do you what made you pick up 15 gallons of water uh, the hurricane that just came through flooded my basement how did you logistically carry like I know I'm thinking individual 15 jugs nope wet dry vac holds 15 gallons oh uh, so and it, it like shakes when you pick it up oh and it's extremely heavy yeah it has wheels so i'll wheel it over to like my set tub where i empty it but there's that one lift i have to make to get it up to the edge and then you kind of have to like do it with your palms yep. and lift yeah it up. exactly yeah. and i uh i did that like six times so that's a lot of water <laughs> uh but yeah 15 gallons is pretty much my max guys that's about as much as i can <laughs> <It's lift. my laughs> jim why is uh usbc your favorite usb because very fast data transfer you can yes very fast and you can unplug it here i'll show you right now flip it over and it's the same yeah plug it in Doesn't the same matter. way baby it's so convenient like how come every time 
we as a people try to plug in USB cords, they're always upside down. They're always the wrong I way. Did you ever way. get it in right on the first try? Once. And I was like, <laughs> yo, this is I dope. Remember Did you write once. it down on yeah. a piece of paper and nail it to a wall? Yeah, it was June 14th, 1984. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've had USB-C on my phone for the last four years, and it's great. And, nice. But like, yeah. no, other devices are starting to now, yeah. but not many. Yeah, not a ton of devices. I mean, everybody yells at Apple because all they have is USB Type C, but like, it's very nice. They do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since that's all that's the in 11, here. That's I why think? I have this dongle. Oh, yeah. dong, dongle. Yeah. Jim, do we yeah. have any reviews this week? We do. We have one review on Apple Podcasts, you which do- is weird. It's like, is it working again? I don't know. No, we discovered that it was working. It just wasn't showing international reviews. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Apple's right. But since we're talking about Apple reviews, we have to mention that it's five stars only. <laughs> yeah. We can only read five star reviews. So we on got the a show. five star review is what you're saying. We did. Yes. So we got one from Arthur 302 via Apple podcast, United States of America, 82721. <laughs> it says one of my favorite podcasts. Something that I really like about this podcast. It's me. <laughs> was that it has a strange blend of things. I've never seen Red Letter Media and Usagi Yojimbo put together. I recommend doing Danganronpa, the video game. I also re- recommend doing general topics, example, manga. We've talked about general topics before. We've done a couple. It's yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, we don't really want to do general stuff because we want to usually get more into the nitty gritty sort of like, obviously... Because if we do manga, then we'll never be able to do another manga. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Or we just run it. Like, let's do one on movies. Right. Talk you guys into movies. <laughs> no, but right. I did look up Dango Bango, uh, Dango Unchained, whatever it was called. Danganronpa. I don't think we're going to do that episode. No, sorry. It's trash. <laughs> I watched Game Rums play it. It's not good. Oh, okay. It's not a good game. <laughs> one of the conceits that we sort of have to live by, at least in the main episode format, is one of us has to be into it or right. have a guest on who's into it. Yeah. And also, I looked at it as well, and I think I'm not talked into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be too hard of a sell to make an episode out of. Unless I really wanted to torture Dan and Jeff. Is it a yeah. fighting game? What is it? No, it's, is it a, it's a visual game? novel. It's oh. like a visual novel thing, oh, but those. like all these kids are in school and they have to kind of like fight for their lives. Cool. How do you play? How do you play a novel? I don't know. It, it's probably it's, one of those ones where they give you like options every time. So like, right. Yeah. You have to kind of walk around the school and then like you talk to people and you have to figure it out. Like go to the biology lab or go to the cafeteria. Right. It's kind of like that. It's like one step away from a text adventure. It kind of feels like you know those ads you see on your phone for that erotic game called Chapters. No, I think that's targeted based on <laughs> I knew that's what you're going to go for. <laughs> yeah, no. ads are very specifically targeted to the user. I'm so, playing um, like Tetris and stuff. Yeah, but it's based <laughs> off of your browsing history. Whatever. <laughs> you just said a lot. That of stuff being about said, yes, I do. know. <laughs> do you know them? Yes. OK. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> Next segment. <laughs> Thanks for the review. Every week on Talk Me Into, we do a little fun segment. It's just something that we want to talk ourselves into. It's just something fun or something we're doing for the week or um, a documentary series on Chris Chan. 
you guys know anything about this? No. Sure don't. Do you know who Chris Chan is? I know no. who Christians are. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> it's not Christians. It's it's Christian Weston Chandler, who is a uh, very prominent person on the internet. 4chan. No. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, I just wanted to talk really quickly about, uh, kind of give a disclaimer. I'm talking about the Chris Chan documentary right here. And um, I, I'm talking about how I typically will call Chris by they, them pronouns. Um, this is not to disrespect their pronouns. It, it is only because through everything that we found out through the documentary, it is very obvious that Chris is a very delusional person. Um, they think that they are a god of another dimension. Um Chris is a high-functioning autistic person. Obviously, that plays into a lot of it as well. Um, but yeah, it's you You can clearly hear me kind of bury myself talking about the, the pronoun. So I just want to give a little bit of a disclaimer saying that I 100% respect people's pronouns. Um, it, I believe everybody should be treated as they want to be treated. And uh, I just want everybody to know that I'm not a shitty person. Anyway, back to the show. Although I think there is some connections with 4chan, but he's... I'm scared of where this is going. Actually, I, I, I'm going to describe them as they, them, because I don't think they even quite know. Um, well, they this can is know a, that they're they, them. Non-binary is a choice, or... You don't know Chris Chan. Okay. <laughs> he, they are... Oh, the one... Is this Lee? Your mom. Sorry, yes. Dan, Jim. Yes. So this person um, is in the news recently because there was possibly an incestuous relationship with their mother. And it's a very interesting person. And there's this whole documentary series. It's called Christian. Um, uh, a documentary. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's on the internet. It's very popular. It has like every video has like millions of views. They're like forty minutes long each. Where are you viewing this? On it's YouTube? on YouTube. Yes, and um, it's it's just a journey, man. My friend Cooper got me into it, and um, I just recommend it. Like I almost consider doing a talk me into on hmm. it because it, it's it's very interesting. What what was this content creator famous for before they f their mom? Sorry, Jim. <laughs> So they are a high functioning autistic person and that has been on the internet since the early 2000s. And so there's probably a lot of weird stuff. They created a character called Sonichu, who is the electric hedgehog type Pokemon. <laughs> they combine po Sonic Pikachu and, Pikachu. and yeah. Sonic together. So are you sure you didn't do that? <laughs> There are some cinematic parallels, Dan, <laughs> that are frightening. Yeah. Um, basically, Christian made YouTube videos for years since like the dawn of YouTube. Even before YouTube was even a thing, they were creating comics. <laughs> it's very interesting. I'm only like thirty something episodes in, but only <laughs> I'm only thirty. It's sixty episodes, episodes long. Um, how long are these episodes? Like forty minutes long. You sound each. this entire time. You sound very embarrassed. It sounds like I'm not embarrassed. It sounds for like watching your, the documentary. your mom found your Playboy collection. Is like Jimmy, what's this? <laughs> I'm embarrassed for for Christian. Um, although they're probably a shitty person. Um, I, yeah, yeah. 
but um basically the documentary is about how the trolls kind of took over their life um because he was just very gullible in believing people he was like the original person who got catfished by a ton of people um it's just very it's hard to explain because it's a lot i wasn't yeah just watch it it's very i'm very uncomfortable dan what are you talking yourself into this week (laughs) uh yeah i felt like jimmy was about to like always on the cusp of saying something horrible in that segment so uh my segment is a lot uh more normal um but also sad and exciting i'm talking myself into buying a new car okay uh, which is something that i didn't want to have to do at this point or ever again yeah uh (laughs) so my long-term goals were to save some money over the next couple of years uh, because my car was in decent shape and I don't drive a lot. Mm-hmm. And after a few years, I was hoping to use that money on a down payment towards an electric vehicle. I hadn't really done a ton of research, possibly a Tesla, possibly like a Nissan Leaf, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, well, I've been having a few different small problems with my car that were sort of piling up. I took it into a dealership that I trust, a Subaru dealership. I drive a Subaru. Uh, you have to say that legally if you drive a Subaru yeah. while talking well, about I your wanted car. to make it clear that I brought it to like an expert. I didn't just bring it to like right. a mine key or something like that. Uh, excuse me. So I said, you know, uh, here's a couple issues. I'm hearing some grinding sounds in my brakes. I'm hearing this weird rattling noise when I accelerate. You know, there was a few things. Check engine light was coming on a couple times. So they're like, okay. And I'm like, and I know I need an oil change and a tire rotation. So she, the person was like, okay, um, what we'll do is if you want to sign this thing right here, we'll do the oil change in the tire rotation, and then we'll figure out the diagnostics for the other issues. I'm like, okay. It was like $250, which is a lot, but I was like, you know what? I'm here. Let's get it all done at once. So I went to work. My dad drove me to work. I get a call a couple hours later, and they're like, okay, so we started doing the oil change in the tire rotation. We ran the diagnostics, and here's what's wrong with your car. And then they talked for five minutes um, (laughs) and they listed off that there's something wrong with pretty much every system on the car. Uh, Basically said, I don't know how this car is still functioning. How many miles does it have? 96,000. That's crazy to me because Subarus are supposed to last many more miles than that, usually more than another car. And you don't drive it a lot. So what caused the breakdown of all of these systems before you even hit up? My car's at 130,000 miles. Probably just New England. So none of them are are unfixable. They're all fixable. The problem is that a lot of them are like important. So in other words, like I have a crack in my drive train belt or something. Sure. If that was the only thing wrong, you'd still have to fix it because that's serious. But it would only cost you like three hundred dollars. The problem is I have like five of those. So it's just like. So is it cheaper to just pay fifteen hundred dollars? No, it ended up when you added everything together. It was like thirty six hundred dollars. Oh, so it's right at that line where I'm like, I don't think I should spend $3,000 on a car that's 11 years and old. And how long will this car last exactly. if you do nothing? Right. Do you how know? long will it last if you do nothing? Yeah. They made me sign a waiver just to drive it off the lot. <laughs> so that's well, that's just because they, they don't want yeah. any trouble. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, so what I ended up doing was not getting anything done uh, because... Nice. That's what I've been doing for like 25 <laughs> years. Uh, however... I'm like, okay, so don't do the oil change in the tire rotation because I'm probably going to trade this car in. And they're like, we already did it. You signed the paper. 
So I had to pay two hundred and fifty dollars. You paid two fifty for an oil change entire rotation yeah. at the dealership. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't ever go. Well, to the, the oil change also required an engine flush because I was overdue on the oil change. Mm. If you ever wanted to be bored by a podcast, this is the episode. <laughs> so that was supposed to be preamble, but you were asking me questions. The the main meat of this, what I'm talking myself into, is now I have to do all the research and test driving. I'm an informed car buyer. I hate doing it. It's a lot of work, but I do it the right way. And I just hate this process. So I went and test drove a Nissan Leaf. It was very nice. I was like, cool, let me just get this car and be over with this. But no. It just didn't work out the deal. So now I have to do this and I don't want to. I hate it. <laughs> so send me your car recommendations. Cars that move. Yeah, basically. The ones that go. I think I'm just going to do a lease like for a few years on whatever the cheapest car is I can find. Yeah. And just pay like $100 a month. And then at the end of three years, hopefully have enough saved up to do the whole electric car thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Talking myself into something that's fun, unlike that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Necessities are boring. I'm talking myself into a show called First Ever Radio Hour with Jeremy Bohm, the singer oh. of Touche Amore. He has a podcast okay. called First Ever Podcast, which I don't listen to, where he talks to uh, musicians about- I've like, listened to a few episodes. First stuff. First ever radio hour, however, he does, I don't know, every couple weeks, few weeks, month, whenever he feels like it. And it's just him playing songs from bands that he likes or that have been on his show before. Oh, so it's like a DJ set. Yeah. So it's a podcast because that's where technology is at now. But it brings me back to being a sophomore in high school, listening to WNHU 88.7 on my radio. Our local college alternative station. Just like sitting on my bedroom floor, writing in my diary or whatever (laughs) I did. I remember that diary. Yeah. It had a black leather cover. Probably. I probably did have that. But yeah, no, it's really good. I found some bands that were interesting uh, through that. And it's just really, it's it's good to keep on while you're driving. Throw out some band recommendations. Who, dumb, who dumb. did you discover? Well, there is this one band I mentioned previously on the podcast called Kitten. And it's mm-hmm. like a, an alternate pop kind of thing. And yeah, the song, power pop. Yeah, the song, they, the song he played really hit me. And their other songs are pretty good, too. Um, and then there, there's a couple other ones. I, I forgot the names of them. I wrote them down, but like, as he's playing, like I'll listen, I'm like, and it's just like listening to college radio when I was driving, I was like, okay, they played this song second in the set. There were five songs. I have to remember the order. Cause like some hosts are like, we just heard this song. And before that was before and some of right, them yeah. go like kicking off the set. So yeah, it's fun. <clears throat> yeah. So getting into new So music. I, I have listened to a few episodes of the first ever podcast and Content wise, it's very good, but I have a, such a hard time listening to him because his voice, he, he like blew it out yeah. years ago. He was like this all the time. Damn. But um, yeah, he's got very similar music and some of them are like, like he did one episode just on emo, which I never really got into. Yeah. But you know, there's some Thursday and stuff in there, which I have with. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good show. Whenever he drops one, I'm like, oh yeah, nice. Let's listen to the first ever radio hour. It's Jeff Day. Woo-woo. Happy and birthday. Yay, it's finally my turn. Uh, the other fellas had Jimmy Day and Dan Day, which uh, center around their birthdays for some easy listening pleasures. Um, yeah, so your guys' Jeff, birthday. Yeah. Is this birthday 36? 36. Woo, 
you're past the midpoint. I could dude. already uh, to life. <laughs> no, you're, you're well, <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> Probably. I mean, after COVID yeah. and the age went down, yeah, I'd say you're yeah, middle-aged. No, I've, I've been middle-aged for quite a while. If I make it to 60, I'll be fine. Oh, I'll Jeff. be happy. <laughs> That's like a good outcome. Um, yeah, so this is exciting because your guys' birthday are like a couple months apart. But yeah. mine is like six months apart from Dan's. So it's been a while. I've been excited. The way that these work, it's kind of like a roundtable. In roundtables, we each bring a topic to the table, go around, discuss it, try to talk each other into it. But for the host days, for our birthdays, we do the heavy lifting. Yeah. And it's it's a fun, fun topic, I hope. Um, yes. So, yeah, Jimmy picks a topic to talk me into. Dan picks a topic to talk me into. Talk me into. He said the thing. I have the titular line and talk me into. <laughs> I, I would actually like to go first, and there's a reason why. Okay, okay. yeah. I don't. We don't know what these topics are, so yep, this right. is fun and exciting. I mentioned mine to Jimmy a while ago just to make sure he wasn't going to do it, and he was not even aware of the subject, so yes. we're safe. But, Jeff, the reason why I wanted to go first is because I'm talking you into a band. I like bands. That may have appeared on... A playlist? On the okay. first ever... Radio Radio Hour. Oh, okay. I don't listen to that, but I do listen to the first ever podcast, and the singer was a guest on the first ever podcast. Have heart. I'm talking you into Fiddlehead. Oh, okay, yeah. The new project from Pat Flynn of Have Heart. All right. So Fiddlehead is a band. Uh, they've released an EP and two full lengths. Um, they're out of Massachusetts. They're sort of like a post-hardcore supergroup. Um, Pat Flynn and Sean... Evans, maybe I forget his of name. Hot ones? Nope. Um, that's probably <laughs> wrong then. Uh, but the drummer from Half Heart uh-huh. and Pat Flynn, who's the singer from Half Heart, have joined up with some other dudes from some like screamo and post hardcore bands that I'm not familiar with. Uh, but Fiddlehead is very enjoyable. Have you heard any of their stuff? I have not heard. It. I think I did hear one song because it was on First Ever Radio Hour. Mm. But I've been hearing a lot about them, like at record stores. Like, yeah, we've gone to two record store days recently. I know they're they're in my zeitgeist, um, and people that I know that like similar music have been effing with them. So I've seen them on my periffs, but I haven't really listened to them. Yeah, they have a lot of like... I think I asked you because you were looking for them at Red Scroll. Yeah, I actually asked you because I wanted to find out if I could do it for this episode. Oh, <laughs> I was like, tricked me, Jim. Like, he baited me. me. I was like, this, Jeff, yeah. you F with Fiddlehead? And he was like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you mean like the green food that is delicious sauteed? Yeah, so I made a playlist for you. Uh, it's... Very energetic, soulful, soulful, um, like post-hardcore. It reminds me sort of uh, Fugazi vibes. There's, okay. It's more melodic than Have Heart. It's uh, less distorted and less angry, but there's a Which lot of- Which you have to do when you're 36. Yeah, exactly. At this age, you just have to. <laughs> but it's it's catchy. Um, it's emotional. There's a lot of stuff in there about loss. There's a lot of stuff about- being an adult relation in an adult relationship there's stuff about becoming a dad uh i think you'll relate to it it's grown-up hardcore it's hardcore for guys with bad knees <laughs> which is what you are and yeah. uh we want to mosh but we can't yeah so you're gonna stand in the back in a flannel shirt and bob your head um yeah. that's very much the vibe of this band uh i think you'll enjoy it jimmy i think you're gonna like it too okay uh, there's a song called joy boy and the chorus is joy boy oh yeah you told me about this yeah so yeah uh we're gonna check out this playlist and you're gonna love it jimmy what are you giving jeff for his birthday gift so jeff your favorite thing ever is when we don't do a lot 
Yes, so I, was, I love that. I was like, I need to give Jeff the shortest thing possible. So I found an EP that I really enjoy. That Two I think, musics. I think that you'll really like it too. It's called Only Boundaries by Balance and Composure. Do you know about this band at all? I don't know what that is. So I've um, heard the name Balance and Composure, but I don't even know what genre of music they are. I've only listened to this EP a few times, but I was like, <laughs> I think Jeff could F with this. Uh, my friend Steph, um, whenever Steph sends me music, I know that you guys will probably like it too because so why isn't know. she in this podcast instead of you <laughs> she probably could be she would be a lot better than i would be <laughs> um but yeah i think you're gonna really like it i don't know a lot about the band i don't really know a lot about the ep but i think you'll enjoy it it's four songs what kind of music is it it's like um it's it kind of reminds me of like a more melodic touche amore oh yeah touche um, more melodic yeah a little bit more melodic um a little bit like slower sadder kind of stuff um it's not necessarily like upbeat so what you guys are telling me is for my birthday i'm gonna face an existential crisis probably yeah okay yeah but yeah i think you're gonna really enjoy it and um yeah i'll just i'll send you over the ep like listen to this okay i'm excited for this four how long is your playlist dan uh it's longer than four songs but it's not tremendously okay, long this is good it's only an hour and i half, like I'm sure. i like easy it's not an hour and a half jimmy please well when we come back i'll be listening to it's 26 minutes fiddlehead and awesome. balance and composure yes I, th- I feel like balance and composure is sleepy time music i feel like i've fallen asleep and woken up and that was just pause on spotify maybe they're classified on wikipedia as alternative rock slash emo cool very cool Fiddleheads are greens that are very delicious sauteed mm. with some onions or shallots, yep. uh, garlic. Uh, Dan and I had them in Portland, Maine at a restaurant. Yeah. I think that was the first time I actually had a fiddlehead. Oh, I cook fiddleheads, dude. You My do. grocery store carries them. Yeah, I've seen them in grocery stores, too. I think I have to. They're a, a wild times. edible that's you know commonplace here in New England. Yeah. Which is perfect for a band of dads from Boston. Yeah. <laughs> So this playlist that Daniel composed, compiled for us, yep. starts with one song from an EP from 2014, Year of Our Lord. It's called Out of Bloom. Out of the Bloom. Out of the Bloom. Also, it's from 2015. Well, Spotify said 2014. Oh. Maybe I mistyped it. I'll have- <laughs> this song is Bird's Nest. Bird's Nest starts out with some distorted feedback, which I, I, I guess I would expect. Okay. <laughs> from from what you told me already. And then it turns into like punk light. It's like diet punk. Maybe. Okay. It's got that punk rock ethos. It, a little bit, yeah. It's kind of like it's maybe like uh an early to mid nineties alternative. You know, like when you would turn on like Welcome to Radio 104, it's alternative. No, it's faster it, than that. Well, yeah, but they were raw. It is, but it has like that vibe. You know? Okay. Like a like it, it sounds like Kids who grew up in the 90s listening to Smashing Pumpkins, who then got into hardcore, who then started a lighter rock band, which is probably what happened. Yeah, I mean, to me, I put this song on there because it's sort of the bridge between Have Heart and Fiddlehead. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's uh, musically, it feels like some Fiddlehead that we're going to get into, but the vocal performance from Pat Flynn sounds like he's still in half heart it's a lot yes. less melodic yes it does and that's pretty much throughout the entire playlist 
It kind of sounds like really. That. Yeah. I disagree, but we'll we can talk more specifically. And vocally, later. I mentioned off pod to Dan that I don't understand what he's saying at he's all. Hard, dur- a little hard during to most of this, yeah. Um, so I don't know, and and I'm not sure at first. Just his first song, I'm not sure if I like the way the vocals that he's going with and the music meld. Mm. Because like you said, like Have Heart is a band that when I hear, I'm like, this is a good band. But I never got into them as much as you or other like hardcore kids in the scene that I was in at yeah. that age. Like it never, they never resonated with me. They like, were pretty much the like biggest Bane hardcore would. band in the world in like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So like I like them, but I never got super into them. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, let's let's continue on because yeah. I, I agree with you on this song. Yes, yeah. Um, but I think as they progress, he gets more experimental and it, it works better. And with as we progress, Jimmy, did you listen to this at all? <laughs> yeah, I listened. Oh, to the, okay. I listened to the entire playlist. I didn't write down song. That's fine. I didn't write down any notes. I wrote down some like overall thoughts. But. So the next chunk of songs, like four or five songs, come from their first album from 2018. Dan, if I'm wrong, no, you're correct. Okay, Sp- there we go. Springtime and blind. Springtime and blind. Spousal lost. Uh, I think Loss. that's what I meant to say. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory, just in yeah. the title alone. Um, so in the middle of the song, there's like a breakdown. Mm-hmm. So you could tell like, yeah, this is like, there's still, I think that they're still trying to either create a genre, blend genres. So to me, they fall pretty firmly in like what people would refer to as post-hardcore so it's definitely came yeah. from hardcore, but is pushing those boundaries. That's why I wouldn't call them like but an alternative band. They're pushing the like boundaries in a slightly different direction than most what you would call post-hardcore. Right. They're not going do. towards like screamo, which is a typical post-hardcore right. thing. They're going more towards like alternative or indie rock. So when I'm explaining like, I don't know what they're trying to do here. That's not me crapping on them. That's me. Like when we do talk me into, I always try to compare what I listen to to other things that I know that people might know. And it's just hard because I'm, it's, I'm trying to pull from these different places and I can't quite place it. Yeah. They're pretty unique. Um, Yeah. That's, that's, I will say that the lyrics to this are really good. I I love what this song is about. It's a take on the typical like grief tropes. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is about a son trying to take away the pain from his mother. Like, right. obviously, he has his own grief and his own feelings of loss of his father. Um, but this song is focused on trying to help his mother and like the idea of um, he wishes there was a way that he could absorb this pain from his mom. Right. So reading the lyrics, I didn't get that specific thing. I had to read the lyrics and the song meanings from interviews to find out what they're about. So before I read the the meaning, it definitely emotes a lot of feelings, even if the lyric, a lot of these lyrics are like more poems. Yeah. And they're like definitely fractured, yeah, like so little thoughts like and emotions. Cryptic. Um, I'm sure that helps him heal somehow, mm. uh, which is fine. Well, we and, talked about off mic, Jeff and Jimmy. I don't know if you grasped this from just like casually mm-hmm. listening, but both of these main Fiddlehead albums are Pat Flynn struggling with the loss of his father. That's what it kind of seemed like. Yeah. However, the happy birthday one, to Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get this. Uh, Jeff sadly lost his father uh, last year. Um, so I wasn't <laughs> bombarding Jeff with bad vibes. Uh I, I do think they do it well, though. And I will say that the second album has a little brightness because it's also about uh, the birth of his son. So right. it's sort of this death and then life thing. Um, 
tidal waves, Jeff. Yeah, so the vocals, especially in Spousal Lost, the vocals do get more somber. Um, more melodic, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, in tidal waves, I'm still not sure if I'm feeling his style of singing with this type of music. I don't hate it, but I'm just like, okay, until the slowdown comes and you could hear him more. Like you could not only just hear the lyrics, but you could hear more emotion, a different type of emotion. Mm. Um, because with the original lyrics he's singing, there is emotion there, but there are a lot of bands that scream because they want to scream and there's not emotion. So like right. when Bane screams or Touche Amore screams, when I know what the songs are about, you can hear that emotion. When other bands are screaming, they're like, I want to go out and party and drive a car fast. Right. That's you, a problem. That yeah. One of the reasons I strayed away some like from some of the like quote typical hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, bro, you're you're talking about how much you love your family. Why are you screaming at the top of your lungs? Yeah. And, and a lot of the songs too, I don't, I listen to this several different ways. It sounds like the vocals are just buried in the mix. So those vocals don't really pop. So when it comes to hearing what the songs are about and <coughs> understanding what he's actually saying, sometimes it's kind of muddled. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I, I don't that, know actually. what the song's about. Uh, Tidal waves. Yeah. Um, well, first I just want to mention musically that it's a bop. It has like a really fun tempo to like bop mm-hmm. your head to. Um, the lyrics are just, it's about accepting the finality of loss uh, like accepting that, okay, this is my pain and I'm going to have it for a while, but I still have to live my life. That's the way I take it. Lay-lo, oh, lay-lo. <laughs> this is a very, very, very catchy song. Yeah. Um, it's just about growing up, you know, black to gray in a day and you see yourself old. Uh, same. Mm-hmm. I have shiny beard hairs. Um, same. you know, watch your kids grow. Yeah, this is this is what Dan explained Fiddlehead was. Mm. It's just getting old and having kids and watching them grow up. (laughs) Um, And like musically, dude, that snare is on the attack. Yeah, it's definitely um, there's definitely a hardcore guitarist in there. He's got like these lead little like do 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 do. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not, and that's not how it is in the song. Yeah, the song's on anything. The song's better than what I just when I what I just scatted. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. This is a song about. so, so many hardcore bands and punk bands have songs about how much it sucks to grow old and like, I'm not going to grow old. I'm going to be part of the scene forever. And uh, that's not a realistic idea of life. Uh, yeah. So Lay Low is about someone who's like, yeah, I'm getting old, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's it is. <laughs> no, I mean, he gets to watch his kids grow up. He yeah. gets to chill out with his with his wife and his family and see a whole different perspective on the world. That's very cool. Widow in Speaking the sunlight from experience, which not, I'm not a widow, which but. until I actually started writing notes, I thought the name of this song forever window? was window in the sunlight. <laughs> this is a very 90 song, Dan. Yeah, this definitely would have like this would have been on Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> it it has that weird bluesy distorted vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very reminiscent of Nirvana and mm-hmm. um, Soundgarden. So this is I when, agree with you. This, this is, is like full on grunge influence. This is when I started looking up meanings of the song. because I was like, how much longer can I go without knowing what these lyrics mean? <laughs> um, and it's about, as we just said, his dad dying and him and his mom coping. Mm-hmm. And just lyrically, 
it seems more just as a whole it seems more abstract to i agree than something like touche amori stage four which was about the same thing but very personal very specific Mm -hmm. and so i struggle to connect with it on the same level as an album like that Mm -hmm. so whereas it's it's good to listen to like Lalo's a, a proper bop um just that other connection well I, I i don't have as strong with this i want to call out two things about this song one sure. of them is guest vocals from reba myers who is the guitar player and second vocalist for the band code orange oh yes i love her vocals yeah, on this song good. i like her and then also i think this song does have one super catchy part which is the sunlight moonlight this life next life yeah, that is which is repetitive and to me this song is like um I'm not going to say it's like a song about belief in the afterlife, but I would go so far as to say it's maybe a hope in the afterlife. Yeah. Or someone like considering or questioning. Yeah. Um, the, the continuity of someone like maybe passing away. Isn't the end. Maybe we're in this cycle. Um, the between years, the riches yeah, uh, from an album this year, between the richness so far, you haven't gotten one, right? Oh, really? You thought it was window in the sunlight until I wrote it down and got Whatever, it correct. Dan, between the richness came so this, out 2021 dude, this song. I like that feedback part where it's like, there's one guitar that's just like, eh, and there's one that's like, wah, 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 yeah, wah. it sounds super cool. Um, yeah, this song is more of what I like from the first album. Uh, less have harding the vocals. And right. I, I like that feedback. It kind of sets the tone. This that's more like the post hardcore I'm used to mm-hmm. and F with uh, Jimmy post hardcore. What's your takes? It's good. <laughs> so and there's some super fun bass. want to call out a few things here sure. about the album in general, but also applies to this song. This album has more usage of the second vocalist of the band, which I don't know his name, but he's one of the guitar players. And he's a little bit more when you hear just like clean melodic. Vocals, oh, I thought it was the same guy. They're switching off a lot. OK, so I just thought it was Pat. Pat is also doing more melodies, but okay. he's always got a little bit of growl even in the melodies. I so also who's doing the out, part that's like nothing can change the pain and I don't want it to. Yeah, that's the guitar player. OK, nothing so I like can change yeah. the pain. And by the way, that is like an amazing lyric it's very good when you're talking about grief uh it's easy to say you want to like run away from pain but it's healthier to like let yourself feel it yeah because it helps you grow and yeah pass things also want to point out that this album was produced by chris teddy of um silver bullet studios here in connecticut i was gonna ask you that he actually went out to them it's not recorded at silver bullet but chris teddy is a producer that's worked on a whole bunch of stuff he plays guitar in uh, the world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. So you recorded with him, right? Uh, no, I recorded with Greg at Silver Bullet, the other mm-hmm. producer. But mm-hmm. but I want to point out that I believe your complaints about vocals have been much improved in the production of this album. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you listen yep, to Just Between the Richness, the vocals have much more warmth, and they're much more upfront in the mix. A uh, million times. This is very Tom DeLonge, Blink 182-y. Really? Style of I was going to say is. it's super catchy. It is. No, it, it's <laughs> very catchy. It's corny ass lyrics like about high school and. Oh, see, if you know his personal story, you're going to be like, oh, shit. What's his personal story? He had a high school, high school sweetheart. When Have Heart took off, they had a hard time staying together with all the touring. So they broke up. When Have Heart broke up, they got back together. They're married and they have a kid. It's still a corny high school story, and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not shitting on it at all. Like, I like that, and I like that, 
pop, whether it was intentional or not, it definitely has a pop punk punk influence. Definitely. Which was definitely spearheaded by Blink-182, especially we're the same age. I'm sure he effed with music like that back then. I just like the adult aspect that's brought to this like high school love story, which is that like, hey, as kids, we were immature and we couldn't take a long distance relationship. We couldn't make it work. (laughs) But now that we're mature, it's this idea of like, maybe on again off again relationships aren't always a bad thing like they found each other at the point in their life yeah. when they can handle this right and that lyric of like come back for our millionth try is like sort of a beautiful idea about the fallibility of love and yet if it is real you can persevere rubber bands that's not what he says oh lover man this yep. is a thick baseline i like that <laughs> really um, good bass player in this band i would assume this was about his wife a uh, lover man love her man count the ways you love her man yeah you don't hear a lot of straightforward love songs no about admiring your partner and appreciating them and letting them know that you appreciate Jimmy. Them. how thick you like your bass lines oh i like him thick <laughs> I do love me some bass. Uh, Eternal You. Uh, oh, well, I'm not ready to move oh, past okay. this just yet. Okay. I don't uh, have anything else to say about it. There's good. a vocal melody in here that's like, oh, I'm going to do a really bad job here. It. It's really do high. It. It's like, she's yeah, I don't know what the words really are, bad. but then when he plays the guitar solo, it mirrors yeah. that. And I love when there songs is, do yeah. that. It I did notice that a couple times. And in Valley Composure, that happens too. Mm. Eternal You. This is another song to trigger an existential crisis in me. Um, Hell yeah. Eternal youth. It's like they're hoping. Like It's kind of like when you're 18 compared to when you're 36, you still feel like you're the same age. Um, you know it's not youth, though, right? That's not the word. I thought it was, so it's maybe a, I'm wrong. It's eternal you, and it's not about that. It's oh, about a friendship see, that's I, lasted. <laughs> me, right? Sorry, Jeff. You should appreciate this one, because oh, it's wait, what we on. have. Hold on. Yes, because at the end, when they have the talk part. I met see, my friend I'm, Ryan at a middle school dance yeah, when in 1997. Um, dude, I started high school in the 1990s. That feels very bad, dude. Um, yeah, he's about the same age as you. And in much like the story, this I wrote I wrote this, much like the story of our lives, this goes from a pretty upbeat pop punk song, then slows down like my knees and other joints have. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, so this part he's talking about his friendship with Ryan. It's very cute. And um it's talking about he's thinking about who will these people from his life be in his kid's life. Right. Like he met this kid Ryan in middle school who he still is a huge part of his life. Uh, you know, he was he helped him grow as a person. And and that I relate to. See, Dan, when I can hear the lyrics, I understand. Him. <laughs> he literally just talks at the yeah. end and Jeff's like, oh, I get this. Yes. Well, because I've thought about that. I was like, who will my daughter meet yeah. in life? And he who says, will her friends I be? Can who only will she hope, fall in love with? I can only hope that my son meets someone that's imp- as important as Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I love that very idea. Cute. It's and, also about not looking at the past through rose-colored lenses. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't all great and perfect. Like, they were kind of like screw so ups. So I want... I want the best for my daughter. I want her to be surrounded by people that love her and that she loves. But I also want to keep her inside and only be best friends with her forever. Yeah. Jeff's like, cool. Global pandemic. Never (laughs) leaving. She's 10 months old. And already I'm like, she's going to leave us one day. She's going to. She has to go to (laughs) college. A lot of time. It's not enough, Dan. All right, Jeff. The last song on here. 
uh, is Life Notice. Yeah, so this is, uh, I found out his wife was doing some talking in this song. Yep. Uh, it's Did ob- I tell you this? No, okay, I just listened to it. the song. And before I found that out, I wrote, this is obviously so- about somebody they know who died. Some lady is talking about this girl who died. Mm-hmm. Was it suicide? Was it an accident? Uh, and then uh, from an interview, he said that, my wife is the person who was reading her eulogy for her best friend from childhood, sadly died from an overdose. So these songs back to back, I don't know if they're like that on the album. No, there's a song in between. Yeah, them. so so the song we just listened to are talking about his best friend from mm. youth and how right. it's positive and now her best friend from youth went a totally different path, mm. got into drugs, some bad times. OD'd. Well, if you actually read or listen carefully it. to that first eulogy part, um, it's about her friend Lucy mm-hmm. and... Uh, I don't think she, like, did the cliche, like, drug lifestyle thing. I think she developed an opioid addiction, which is all too common. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it was pretty shocking and sudden when she passed away. And uh, the first line is Pat. The first lyric is Pat screaming as passionately as he has throughout all this stuff he's screaming her name lucy yeah yeah so again the music is in this song is mixed a little loudly um but i do like how that fades into a more straight up punk song which fits pat flynn's vocal style a lot nice more nicely and he's like he is more screamy but he's also melodic while screaming Mm. so this song i thought was it it was mixed really well it was blended from the eulogy and like the slow music in the beginning to just like that screaming that punch like he's Mm -hmm. so angry yeah this is an angry song it's an emotional song it was it was definitely my favorite song off the playlist it's one of my favorites by them too because you can really feel he's like the the whole point of this song is obviously it sucks when you lose someone you care about like that's mm-hmm. that grief that feeling that weight is terrible and then the reason that it's completely exactly. preventable and not really their fault yes but also added to the fact that the whole point of the obituary and stuff is that you cannot sum up someone's entire life as briefly as a, a you know a paragraph in a newspaper right. yeah. and also there's a shame that comes along with dying of an overdose mm-hmm. and that's not fair this there it all of us know someone who have died from this and it's not fair that they get lumped into a category where people look down on them right you know this was mm-hmm. a full person and she deserved more than what was reflected on her and i also think he's he's angry that she's gone but she deserved to be celebrated as fully as anyone else um and then the last bit that he chants which is really powerful is in latin uh gloria mortuus gloriam vita which is loosely translated as translated as holy in death holy in life which i think is pretty powerful it's pretty powerful jeff any final thoughts uh it wasn't it was kind of what i was expecting a little different um than what i was expecting but I don't have much to say until you ask me the question. I don't have much to say after you ask me. I do have a little final push. Sure. Uh, I mean, this is dad punk. You're a dad. (laughs) I am. Uh, It's, you know. Am I a punk, though? Am I still a punk? Yeah. Eh, The music is made. It's grown up thoughts and emotions. Whoa, things are falling from wind. Uh, (laughs) I hope that picked up. This band has. Crash was really funny. Grown up thoughts and emotions. And the music is grown up. Um they're a very fun band to see live. I can't wait to see them live, if ever. Uh, but there's very good quality videos of them live I on YouTube. I will say, no fiddles. 
No. Well, it's no. Fiddlehead, like the fern. That's what their logo no, I, is. I get it. Uh, they also have great merchandise. They have cool, specific album releases from Run for Cover Records. They Run put for out, Cover's good. I bought some stuff from them before. They put out limited edition vans, like with their logo printed on them. Um, their artwork is all like drawn or photographed by people in the band, which I think is cool. So yeah, okay. They're a fun band to get into mm-hmm. if you're, mm-hmm. you know, almost forty like we are. Yeah, close. Jimmy, you have anything to say? What'd you think of it? I liked it a lot, actually. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't go super deep into the lyrics and stuff, but I thought the music was really good. The melodies were good. Although I did find a lot of the melodies kind of similar. They're like, nah, nah. Yep. Like every single melody had like that. Like I agree with you. It, there, there's a couple. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple. I mean, I think that's because it, you're not a fan of Have Heart, but mm. Pat Flynn has sung for a lot of bands and never actually done any melodies. So I oh, would okay. say that he's sort of a beginner to this. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a good melody. Love but... a man. Yeah. Lay low. Yeah. Joy boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I could see myself listening to it again. All right. So I'm going to ask both of you. You don't have to ask me. Okay. Jimmy, were you talking to do it? No. No. Okay. Oh. I don't know what that <laughs> That's was. super talked into. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, it's all about you. It's Jeff Day. Oh. Was I able to talk you into Fiddlehead? Yeah. Okay. In the words of Anthony Fantano, uh, it's like a like a light six. Light six. Yeah, okay. I liked it. it I was, was hoping for like a good. light light there's, eight. There's some catchy stuff in there. I wasn't blown away by it. Um, yeah. It was it was good. Check out some of their live performances on YouTube. I think you'll appreciate them. Yeah. It's it's definitely good. <laughs> It sounds bad when you say background music to bands, but there's a lot of bands I really like that I would consider great background music. And this is one of them. This is something that like today is a beautiful day. It's like 68 degrees and sunny. And I was listening to this on my way over here. My window's down. It was lovely. It was yeah. a lovely experience. I was playing them this morning as I was cleaning. Yeah. And house. then I walk in Dan's house and he, he's he got the, the nice. vinyl record playing. It was great. Nice. Yeah. Cool success all right all right balance and composure is the the ep only boundaries from 2009 that jimmy gave me four songs i love it happy birthday jeff <laughs> yes i very mostly, short as soon as i was thinking of something i was like i just need to give jeff something short. so did you want to talk me into them and you're like i'll find the shortest thing to give him no or was it, it this ep specifically it was this ep specifically okay i will say that for only four songs it might be as long as the fiddlehead playlist uh, it's there's like some long minutes. songs yeah like, like four five or five minutes, minutes. yeah <laughs> um i can't do this alone i sang it before we started recording yes you do you oh, did i gave up long ago um musically it starts off sounding like the select menu for mortal Kombat one to four which is a very high compliment did you guys notice that no i could hear it's that, like yeah. the drums but it's kind of like these tribal drums on like on the toms and then yeah. the bass is like and i was yeah, like yeah. choose your fighter it was it was very cool um, and then it turns into the melodic parts of Touche Amore, which Jimmy yeah, mentioned. Right. And this band is always lumped with Touche Amore, La Dispute, all mm. those uh, types of bands on Spotify or, or right. other. So these and, are post-hardcore that do push towards the Screamo stuff. Yes. This yeah, pushes a, a lot towards Screamo. Yeah. Um, the background vocals are mixed pretty low, but... In a good way, because it adds just enough texture to complement the main vocals, mm-hmm. which is very screamo-y and 
um yeah it definitely has that in 2001 i was in a punk band but then in 2005 i was in an emo band but now i'm transitioning to a rock and roll band vibe that we all identify with yeah um as we've talked about and i don't know what, what's the song about jimmy this time on my own yeah lost love yeah it's, it seems like a significant other wants to wants to like leave and do or they better have things or they have yeah. right and then um and then the significant other is dealing with that you know so emo neither it's very so i liked the vibe of this um for what it is like it's very like 2000s screamo like radio 104 fest it is check it out i wouldn't say i want to yeah yeah it is jeff you didn't like that at the time but if you went back to it you'd be like okay we'll get to the anyway um i I will say though neither of you found this a little bit repetitive towards the end I felt like they could have trimmed like a good minute off this song. I think because I listen to a lot of bands like this, I'm really? just used to that. Musically, kind of... this song is literally three chords. They strum it differently. They play yeah. different riffs over yep. it. They sing different melodies. But yeah. the main chord structure is the same three chords for almost five minutes. Dude, that's so punk rock, dude. Speaking <laughs> of 104 Fest, this dude I work with went to go see. We should uh, probably explain what that is. 104 Fest was just like in the late 90s, early 2000s. There was a radio station that played alternative rock and they put on a festival. It was a lot of popular music at the time, like new metal, pop punk, just all these different yeah. bad genres combined. Screamo. So emo. he went to go see The Use and Coheed and Cambria recently and he had a couple funny stories and he tried to explain to me who The Use was. I was like, listen, you know who the I'm used 36. Is. I saw the used I, at Radio 104 yeah, Fest. Well, I was like at 104 <laughs> Fest before I knew who the used was. I was waiting for the next band. I don't remember what band. I was right on the stage. The used comes out. The lead singer comes out in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like this guy, he's just living his life, you know? Then three quarters of the way through, he stands up, doesn't acknowledge it at all. And he's like an inch <laughs> from my face. And then I found out later that during that tour or that time, he frequently vomited while singing. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I almost got puked on by the used guy. Nice. And I was um, at that same show. And you might have been waiting for Andrew WK because he played on that stage. I think this was before his time. No, no. Andrew WK oh. played that show. The only thing I remember about that is that on the on main the stage, wet tour. it was Saliva into Sum 41 into Green Day into Blink-182. And I was like, that is very funny. Or maybe I'm combining two You years. are. Because the year Doesn't with matter. Green Day and Blink-182 was Saves the Day. That was, yeah, that was the pop disaster tour. Yeah. That was five days before 9-11. I was like, this is the best week ever. (laughs) Um, Moving on to the titular song, Only Boundaries. This is definitely something I would have shit on when it came out. But then I turned into a good boy and started to like music. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. It's more of the same as the first song. Uh, Similar. And I F with it. Um, yeah, the A side, A side sounds a lot like sim- very similar to each other, and then the B side sounds very similar to each other. Do you, ha- do you have this on? Uh... No, I do oh, want it though. Okay. If high school Jeff saw current Jeff listening to this, he'd be like, "You're a fucking disgrace." Sorry, <laughs> that's, Jeff. Probably, that's not yeah. the word you were going to say, and you were correct. No, uh, the middle of the song, everything but the bass and drums drops out, and the tambourine has room to flourish. <laughs> um, yeah, the like I said, the vocals in the background vocals harmonize yeah. well together, and the lead guitars come back in, and the drums build up. I don't know. It's just I like the uh, part textual. where he's like, "I'm not getting out." I don't remember how the melody goes, but I remember liking it when I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've only listened to this like maybe ten times altogether. Cool. I'm not well, sure. Both, both of these playlists yeah. because I listened to these like three weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh god, I'm not gonna remember any of this." So I've been yeah. listening to them a lot, and there's a lot in these four songs that I yeah. like, but I don't remember which songs they apply to. Fun twist on the Jeff Day, Jimmy Day, Dan Day concept. Next yeah. time they come around, we should do stuff that we hate, but we think the other person would like. 
<laughs> so Jimmy's just like, I, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's bad. That would be funny. I do like this a lot, though. This yeah. entire EP. Show your face. Uh, I read that this song is about God and keeping your faith. It makes sense. He's asking a God that mm. may or may not exist to show his stinky little face. And the lyrics, your words cannot tell me that my neighbor is burning for, for that. I can't believe. So tell me, am I burning too? Uh, I like that because, you know, I struggle with that too. If God is benevolent, how come he do bad for, mm-hmm. um, you know, this song I thought had a lot of touche more vibes too. Yes, Just like the guitar playing and stuff like the bridge. I liked it. There might be nothing as quintessential as quintessentially screamo. Then the slow building bridge. I was never about yeah. this love. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's yeah. not about like. I know, it's not a relationship. A, remote, a romantic relationship. It's about the agape love, Jeff. <laughs> if you've been to church, you get it. I hate that. I know that reference. <laughs> I don't actually. Uh, don't agape. So God loves in different out. ways. One of them is by sending people to hell for eternity because they didn't blow him on earth. Hell yeah, um, Jeff. Sorry, Jim. Is that <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, Jeff used to be a real big Christian, and that's the reason why I'm not now. Um, uh, yeah, again, these songs have really—that was my foot. Sorry, uh, really nice flow. Like, like Dan said, it, mm-hmm. it like ebbs up and down. Yep. You know, there's there's not too much distortion. Um, and there's like just enough reverb, but it's just like. We we talk about a lot of bands like Wilhelm Scream and stuff where the guitars are doing different things. Like in your headphones, it sounds really full. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing here. Not as yes. complicated as Wilhelm yeah. Scream. But yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, the production on this song is really good. I agree with that. Jimmy. Yes. What's wrong with everything? <laughs> <laughs> These four songs are very pessimistic. <laughs> it's very funny. This one is kind of the same, right? So I couldn't tell just based on the lyrics if it's kind of like... It's from God's POV or Satan's POV. It's from like the point of view of somebody more right. than him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the story follows like this cowboy that followed his wife instead of God. And then she died in Jimmy know. loves music with like high concept. Yeah. Lyrics. And he, he like I tried did. to epic yeah. fantasy. He lyrics. tried to, to find faith after maybe. So like if she died and went to heaven when he dies, he wants to go to heaven, too. Um, yeah. but he died before he could be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And and there's that part when it's like walk into the water right above your eyebrows, stand up on yep. your tippy toes just enough to survive. Yeah, I thought the whole end of the song was, was awesome too. Yeah, it's it felt like, like a gospel song. It's like slower palm muted chugs yep. with like these dissonant pick slides. It was really cool. That the church would say are satanic because Satan loves certain rhythms. Mm-hmm. And if you, it's true, yeah. this is literally what I was told at, at my youth group. I went to Christian music festivals and they had a stage that was like, you know, like the punk bands and the metal bands. Right. And there were deflectors there that are like, Satan is using this music as a gateway to get you into like worse stuff. And I was like, or you're just apparently trying, that's what happened. Or, to you. Yeah. Or you're just trying to <laughs> no like longer Christian or, they're, they're trying, or POD is trying to use this bad new metal to get you to like God. But whatever. Do your own thing, weirdos. Sorry. Switchfoot. We were meant Switchfoot. to live. It's a good song. <laughs> good song. I saw them before that song. Just came saying out. it. Uh, yeah. Also, all these song titles sound like they could have been on the first Touche Amore album. Like, yeah. And now yeah. it's happening in mine. Mm hmm. It's, they both came out in 2009. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm. I actually like the end of this last song where he's like, "Hallelujah, I'm coming home." Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Not like that though. Not like that. Yeah. So those are the four songs. Yeah. So do you have any overall thoughts? They, it was. I didn't know what to expect. Like you said, it was like Touche Amore, and it was. Similar. 
it was um, more screamo-y than mm. I thought it was going to be because <laughs> I didn't know that that was still like a thing that was going on in 2009. Yeah. Um, pretty catchy stuff. Pretty short. I like that it was short. I like not doing a lot of work. Correct. Daniel. <laughs> and we'll talk more about it after. Are you going to want to ask Dan first? Dan, did you have any any opinions or on this? Or? Into yeah, it? I mean, I think I chimed in. For me, it's. I don't get as strong of a connection to like Touche more and post hardcore. This feels more like a mid to early 2000s screamo band. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I would consider listening to more of their stuff. I thought some of these songs were better than others. Yeah, I, I would agree. Were with you that. talked into it? Probably not. I mean, I'm not wow. against it. I'm like, if Jimmy was like, hey, check out this other album, I yeah. probably would. I haven't really gone too far into their other albums yet. I like. My friend Steph sent me like one song. I was like, oh, this is a four song EP. I'll just listen to the rest of it. And I was like, this is really good. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, I yes. have to ask you the question. Okay, ask me then. Did I talk you into Only Boundaries by Balance and Composure? He had to look up the name of the band. <laughs> I did. That it. was one of the greatest moments in the podcast. <laughs> I did it. He goes, Only Boundaries by balance and composure where would i be looking i don't know dan pointed so I know. <laughs> did you catch it though jeff i mean even if you didn't i had to think about it okay. for a second it looked like you were reading it <laughs> he glanced to his like lower left or lower right uh, so jimmy you asked me if i was talked into balance and composure uh i was okay it was it was good so yeah i i liked it a lot um and good. i've been wanting to listen to more but i didn't want to get my brain muddled so i've just yeah, been listening to these four songs so now i can finally go and listen to more so jeff this isn't a showdown but I, just this was curiosity. my next sentence oh. if this were a showdown i would have picked balance and composure really wow. yeah i like i i just i dug it more i just was more into it musically hmm. um i didn't yeah. realize you've become so flexible with like screamo and emo i remember back in the days when you were like this sucks i was oh, nervous I, I'm a, about it i'm a sellout bitch okay that's exactly that what happened sense. to me yeah, yeah. no I, I liked both both that's good. Of, both of these bands 15 years ago i would have been like oh this is gross their guitars are in tune if fiddlehead <laughs> if fiddlehead opened up for have heart we would have stood outside for fiddlehead yeah yeah <laughs> no, been like, you who are these do. guys why is this stupid well, grunge like band opening up for have heart bane's last show who who opened for them saves the day yeah yeah i took a poop during you were that. like why is this happening I, i'm like i have to go to the bathroom and it took me 20 minutes to sanitize the seat before i sat down and then just toots came out which was good i got the gas out but who so knows there in, you sat all broken hearted listening to saves the day in 10 years i'll be like i like saves the day wish i saw them live. yeah definitely um yeah no this was this was a fun episode um i i liked i will listen to more fiddle i want to listen to the albums mm. like you know just because like i did like the music very catchy stuff if it was a showdown definitely would have picked uh balance and composure oof hell yeah glad it wasn't a showdown because <laughs> i would have been <laughs> dead fucking so screaming. Bad. sorry jim i would have been like <laughs> even yeah. though i liked both yeah <laughs> i i'm like loving fiddlehead like i've been really digging a lot on of them. people do so i think maybe by accident like it didn't live up to the hype in my head because i've heard a lot about them red squirrels pushing them hard mm. uh i don't know if it's because like they're local or oh, people just like them a lot. so there's like not to get too convoluted but there's a like a personal connection that's what i think with run for cover records they push all run for cover. okay tim who's like 
the president of run for cover records is from meriden and okay. was the lead guitar yeah. player for hostage com who does our theme song mm-hmm. yeah no i mean i i really like them this was tom this was not fun. tim sorry everyone tom. yes that's correct tom, tom. awesome well Great. we have a very special episode next week we very do? special yes next week our good friend Seth, Seth is coming Ford, on. Right. Sethford Marie. And he's talking uh, us into something very much in the cultural zeitgeist. Oh, yeah. Seth, been a friend of ours for a long time, plays drums in my band Disqualifier. And for Murphy's Law. Oh, yeah. He's now the drummer for Murphy's Law. That can <laughs> yeah. be said officially. Uh, he has been wanting to talk us into what we do in the shadows. Yes. Which the tv show right yeah the, yes, TV, the tv show, show. which has returned for its second season by the time of airing second or third don't remember one of them <laughs> this is the hard thing because neither of us no, none of us have legitimately it, ever yeah. watched it so right. seth's seth's got a few episodes I watched for one us episode, to watch don't remember it yeah i think he gave us four episodes to watch and uh yeah we're gonna be uh talking about them next week correct in the meantime me where can i find us online ew, ew, don't <laughs> i hate do that, that. <laughs> jimmy do it okay in the u time you can find uh talk me <laughs> into at talk me into on twitter at talk me into pod on instagram and if you feel so inclined you can send us an email talk me into at gmail.com give us a suggestion <laughs> it would be cool if you were like hey you should be talked into that and maybe if one of us are into it we've done it we've done yeah. listener choice episodes we have one we, they're fun yeah they're really cool give us a bunch gotta be specific though we had someone be like you should be talked into manga manga." and i'm like that's a lot that was this episode oh cool and then they were specific and we were like no thanks (laughs) i feel bad for shitting on that guy he was obviously a very genuine face Uh, but yes we appreciate you send better recommendations We love you. Jeff, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me laying low on Instagram on my private account, which uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing can change the pain and no, I don't want it to. Magic the Clippening is my other Instagram where I post pictures of people with gross fingernails holding Magic the Gathering cards. You can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five Fs, the, the number, number 27, 27, which is the longest nickname I possibly could have got to stick because people call me that now. Yes, they do. Dan, where can people find you on the beautiful, beautiful World Wide Web? I am known to the subcultures of the internet as Danny underscore breakdown. You could find me there uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and check out my band, Disqualifier, wherever you stream music. Nice. You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S-O-N-N-A-V-A-F-I-T-C-H, on Twitter and Instagram. And if everything goes to plan, guys, Uh-oh. you can find me at YouTube.com slash Son of a Fitch. What? Jimby got 100 subscribers, Yeah, finally. dude. Yeah. yeah Congrats. Thank do, you. Appreciate do, it. Do. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me there. I'm going to be posting a new late to the game, hopefully very soon. Very By the time you're hearing soon. this, very it should soon. be out. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Shadow puppetry. What? Because yeah. what? Shad- what we do in the shadows? Um, I guess you would do that in the light and they would cause the shadows. I don't know. No, you make the light. I was going to sing Vampires of Brighton by Elvish Presley. A Phyllis Diller reference. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jeff <did>. Cool. <laughs> Wants to start it? I will. Then do it.
Not yet. I don't remember one fact. This fucking guy. <laughs> Could you not hit your mic every single time you move? He doesn't have good on-mic skills like us, Jim. He's never been a professional singer. Lower the flags, raise up the... Oh, yeah, much better. Freedom to death, death in my girth. Of your dick? Death of my dick. Uh, 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 Jackknife in Dakota House. All I want to do is drink LaCroix with my boys. All I want to drink is LaCroix with my boys. All Why I want to drink tight? is LaCroix with my boys. LaCroix with my, with my, with my, LaCroix with my boys. All I want to drink is LaCroix with my boys. All I want to drink is LaCroix with the bubble boys. All I want to drink is LaCroix with the boys. LaCroix with the boys. Bubbles with the boys. We're about to get bubbly with the boys, yeah. We're about to get <laughs> Jimmy's beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's my beatbox. On point. Thank you. What are we starting with? <clears throat> Jeff Day. I gave up long ago preparing for this stupid fucking What's joke. the order that we uh, did? Uh, yours and mine, then mine. I yeah, believe. you did start with diddle, diddlehead. Diddlehead. Diddlefed. Diddle kid. I'm diddlefed. I'm fed of diddles. <clears throat> oh, my elbow. What the Jeff. My elbow. This chair is, I guess, in a different spot. I don't know. I hit my elbow on your table. I got a lot of friggin' papers over here, boys. I hate trees. How many trees had to die for this? <laughs> you sound like a mouse. Loser. <laughs> that wasn't even real. It was a laugh. Was like a a, you extended it, though. Jeff, admit to extending. <laughs> I've got good news. You got the extender? Name that movie. Dumb and Dumberer. Oh Eugene my God. Levy and Sherry O'Terry. Oh Back yeah. when nobody gave a shit about Eugene Levy, he had to do six seasons of a very good show for people to care about him. <laughs> yeah. That's how My dad started. was like, I can't believe that all these Shit's Creek people do commercials like crazy now. And I'm like, well, yeah. Eugene Levy had like many years where he barely had a career. Yeah. So I'm sure they don't think it's a bad thing to do no, commercials. He, dude, he's been in 47 American Pie movies. He yeah, has, exactly. He's always had a career. He's had steady work. American Pie 7, Return to Bandcamp, only released in Blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> there was only like one or two he wasn't in. I just looked at the American Pie uh, filmography. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. <clears throat> are we going to start? Yeah.